Welcome, everybody, to the Citadel, the Taj Mahal of nerdery. This is the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Good evening to all. Uh, everybody in the chat, look at these wonderful people that are in the chat. I want to say hello to Comics and Cosmetics. Please go subscribe to her channel. She's got some good stuff. Backyard Tardis, he's number one. Literally, he was the first one here, so thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. And speaking of uh, Nick, right now is uh, the only contender for our contest, our giveaway with Comics and Cosmetics, the episode that we just dropped on Thursday. So uh, if you guys have not uh, you know, tuned in, check it out, stay to the end, and uh, follow some directions and see. Oh, I, gotta, I got the, the figure right here. Um, make sure you follow the directions so uh, you get a chance to win this DC Multiverse Batgirl from McFarlane Toys. Really cool action figure. And um, I know Shanti wants it, but maybe I'll just no. get it. <laughs> Don't do that. Who else is there? Uh, <clears throat> Hectalorian, how you doing? 97 Bravo. I know you guys, uh, they've been playing uh, Knights of the Old Republic all day, so that is awesome. Addicted. There you go. There you go. Amanda. Amanda's in there too. Joey, thank you very much, Joey, for joining joining us. One of our patrons, and uh, Vader. He wasn't here last week, but uh, he enjoyed. What was it? A concert? A uh, wrestling match? That is awesome. Very nice. Uh, Brad has the night off, um, and uh, you know, well deserved. But uh, I got Shanti over here. What's up, girl? It's been a gaming day. It has been a gaming day. I've been watching you guys uh, <laughs> download the uh, Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, it's a big game, isn't it? I was at an arcade and kicked ass in everything that I oh, played. That's right. That's right. <laughs> then I got home and then played my Sega and played Sonic while I was waiting for it to download. Then it downloaded. They already had to hop off, and I got so addicted. <laughs> I stopped at 7.20. I didn't realize what time it was. <laughs> Very nice. That is cool. Uh, such a great place. We, uh, I told you in the chat that we had a Disney Quest here in Chicago many years mm -hmm. ago. It was an amazing place to be. They had, you know, uh, rides like rides that you get in on the first floor. You had some stuff on the second floor. You and had one the, here too. The, yeah, the to the top Let's floor was all all arcade, and uh, wow, I, I spent many uh, many a days there. Uh, really lots of fun, but yeah, it's a gaming day, but, uh, we don't want to play any games with our, uh, with our special guest. Uh, we've got uh, Dominic backstage, uh, just itching to get out here. Uh, Dave Richards, thank you for joining us. Andrew, the science fictionary. Thank you so much. Go subscribe to the science fictionary. He's got a really awesome, uh, discussion going on right now about uh, mediocrity and uh, our geek entertainment. So it's really, it's thought-provoking, and uh, I hope it sp uh, spurs conversation because it's a good topic. Mm -hmm. uh, Tina, what's up, girl? And Paul's Collectibles, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you so mm -hmm. much. Uh, and without further ado, let's get Dominic in here because uh, we want to catch up with uh, Dominic. What's up, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hello to all your listeners. So good to see you both. Oh, I am uh, so excited to have you on here. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, catch up with you, touch base. I know you were with our friends uh, over at the Escape Pod just recently. Uh, you guys were chatting, hanging out, and uh, how's it been going? Uh, I can't complain. You know, really, I mean, just ultimately, <laughs> uh, such a dream come true, uh, given the circumstance in terms of where Gecko uh, started and where he is now uh, now official. Um, uh, for those who don't know, obviously this has been an aggressive campaign, uh, two and a half years of just believing in this bounty hunter that did not have a credit. Uh, and it just it was beyond belief that Lucasfilm actually blessed me with a license piece uh, as much as we wanted a Funko Pop or a Lego or a Black Series, uh, how symbolic it is to be on a uh, one of these amazing uh, uh, products uh, what this company, uh, Geeky Tiki's, if you have not checked them out yet, 
They're from Beeline Creative. Every pop culture tiki mug you can possibly imagine. They do amazing work. Uh, and to be there eternally flanking Grief Karga is just a dream come true. Again, considering where we came from, the risks that we took throughout the pandemic, not only to help small business, but also charities and also at the same time, as we know how strict uh, Disney is and Lucasfilm, uh, to be able to be this ambitious, this enthusiastic, um, to have my sons have a front row seat uh, all the way across the country to see the importance of getting it done yourself. You know, I, personally, I've been a little bit vocal uh, as of late in regards to uh, our current school system right now in Hollywood. I've been very concerned in terms of the approach uh, that they have with our children. And uh, for me personally, it really is setting that example that sometimes in life where you don't have an opportunity, how you create your own. And I think Gecko, as much as I would love him to uh, continue on and some sort of canon and storyline, uh, for all we know, the legacy of Gecko may be the symbolism uh, for our country. And that is uh, getting it done. And at the same time, instead of asking, you know, what the world owes you, uh, trying to figure out how you can help others during a time of need. So uh, this is just such a beautiful gesture from Lucasfilm. I truly believe that it is one of the kings up there watching over me, whether it's Favreau or Filoni, that allowed this to happen. This needed to be cleared by the higher ups. Um, and it, it just is, uh, I, I hope, will be an amazing collectible for so many fans. Being that we come from the history of Blue Snaggletooths, Amatamons, Yak Faces, <laughs> 1985 series to where those rare appearances are really, really special. It's a beautiful mug. It's a 24 ounces. I think about, I want to say, uh, nine, uh, nine inches high. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's good for hot drinks, good for cold drinks, very, very thick uh, ceramic, and a beautiful box that it comes in. And uh, I can't say enough about Daniel Logan as well, who uh, really, you know, I've been in this business for 25 years in entertainment. You can check out my IMDb. I can probably count on one hand how many celebrities or people above me that have had the confidence to go down and look behind them. And I think you guys can also know, you know, relate to this in any industry to where it takes a lot for someone who's already successful to look behind them and to help someone when they've already been established. That's the amount of integrity. And that's the gentleman that, that is Daniel Logan. I can't say enough about him because he did not need to do that. And uh, he's been absolutely amazing. And even when I, I pushed the fan fiction comic, he was amazing. And even now with this uh, with this mug, he, t he took it public. We've got 170 free sales. We're looking forward to touring the country. Uh, we've got about uh, uh, 300 pieces to go. And uh, I look forward to not only doing a few uh, in-person signings, but also a lot of uh, parties we have this summer. I think, if anything, the symbolism of it, we all need a drink. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, you know, it's just, if any, like I said, as much as a Funko Pop would be great, we all just need a drink after the last couple of years. And I can't <laughs> wait to just hug everybody and uh, say thank you. We'll, we'll be hitting all over the country there for the most part. Well, I hope you have some left by, by the time you get back here to Chicago. I mean, 300 doesn't seem like a lot, you know, especially when you're touring. So that, that's going to be a challenge, huh? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it'll work out perfectly because I am going to allot for each uh, location. I have 100 that are going to be shipped over to uh, New York. And then I have a couple boxes that will be coming to Chicago, uh, a couple to Michigan. And I, I think we'll do OK. But I, I think it'll just come in perfectly. And again, what a beautiful way to end this campaign, whether... Uh, Gecko has a future. I don't know. But for me, it's like somebody inviting you to their mansion like Filoni or Lucas or, or Favreau. And I, I always use this one story. My grandfather in the 1960s after the war, he took my mom and my uh, my uncle to uh, Italy. And there was a little peasant that was uh, begging. He was a gypsy uh, in northern Italy. And uh, he asked my uh, grandfather for a dollar, a lira, uh, you know, Italian lira. And uh, my grandfather gave it to him. And then he asked for more. So my grandfather, you know, back then it wasn't politically correct uh, at times. He took the lira back. He said, what the hell? You're, you're greedy. <laughs> so for me, it's the same thing with Lucasfilm and with Favreau and genuinely being grateful. If anything else materializes, uh, great. But I've been so fortunate to have a career outside of Star Wars. Uh, a lot of bit parts here and there. A lot of fun ones coming up um, and a lot of great independent films. So it, it's, it's been a great run. I hope I can stick around. But that really is going to be up to Lucasfilm after this summer. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny. I mean, you know, we uh, I've always told you that we are excited for you. We're living vicariously through you and all the wonderful things that you've been doing uh, over the last couple of years. Obviously, we, we saw you in Chicago uh, and we saw you just tour the, the rest of the country. Um, I, I know you've been greeted by so many fans and we always have been calling you, you know, one of the best uh, Star Wars fan ambassadors because, you know, you even through the pandemic and some of the dark times, uh, you really provided some smiles for, for a lot of us, uh, and uh, we really, truly appreciate it. 
you know, it, it becomes very sentimental, almost emotional at certain times, because the one thing that really struck me, you mentioned that a lot of fans came out. What really strikes me with this was that I was not a celebrity, but and, and everybody knew that. But they saw somebody that was trying. And I just can't tell you how beautiful there was one gentleman from the 501st from Fort Dodge, Iowa. His name was Chris God. He passed away last summer. And I remember I had a quiet showing, you know, it was the middle of nowhere in, on a Tuesday in Fort Dodge, Iowa. And I told them, just like I told all the 501st, I would always give out a complimentary autograph to them just for coming to Troop uh, for my event. Um, I said, you know, if you want to go, please, you know, I, I don't want to keep you. I'm just going to stay here with my son. We'll just answer some, you know, the social media and this and that and just relax and stay with the store owner. And he just stood stood by my side for about four more hours just there. And it was probably maybe had a, a couple people trickle in on this Tuesday in the middle of nowhere before we headed off to Chicago. But that just says so much about the Star Wars fan base, even though they get a bad rap often. Um, this really, it, it really, all the fans who came out meant so much to me. Because, again, I was not Pedro or Gina or Carl. There might have been no resale value in my autograph, but people just came out to support. And, and I just can't tell you how humbling that is and how much it inspires me to want to be a better person. It really, in New York and Los Angeles, and I'm sure Chicago, you'll agree, not many people are rooting for someone else. They're always looking out for themselves. And that really says a lot about the Star Wars community. And I just can't tell you how grateful I am. I think Gecko, again, is a symbol of, of a lot of the Star Wars community in the most humble way. That is awesome. We can't wait mm. to to see you. Obviously, uh, have you? Uh, and then let me let me just preface by saying, you know, if you have to go, let us know. I know you are, uh, you, you know, you're you're out there uh, doing your thing with family. But if you have to go, just let us know. My son, he's in a, a very competitive league now with baseball. He's doing very well. A lot of these moms are becoming Karens. They are they're very, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're very competitive. I'll tell you, you're you're giving me a break right now because some of them. <laughs> They might get a mouthful from this East Coaster here pretty soon. They're 13 years old. They're 13 years old. Let them play the freaking game. T-Ball's worse. T-Ball's worse. Ridiculous. They're getting ridiculous. This mother, it's like the Yankees are not here watching your kid. Relax. <laughs> so you guys are doing me a favor. Don't worry about and it. And they say baseball's boring. <laughs> right. Come on. There should be a. There would be a great it's show. It's my on favorite this. sport. Larry so. David could direct it, but every parent, you know, all the characters. The usual suspects and the kids, it, they, I mean, you know, it's just such political correct times. But if they can do it like old school, like, you know, Walter Matthau era, uh, it would be a great TV show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Dominic, um, during all of this, do you have any, like, uh, favorite fan-made gecko items? You know, anything that fans have sent in for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, this gentleman, his name is John Black. <laughs> And I think it's called 12 Parsecs Customs on Instagram. And he created a Black Series. Matter of fact, you have to follow him because he does a Black Series. I don't know how he keeps up. Of Literally after every episode of Book of Boba, every episode of Mandalorian, he'll not only do some of the main characters, but he'll do the side characters as well. Um, absolutely gorgeous uh, Black Series piece. Uh, you can't tell me that Hasbro doesn't pay attention to his line in terms of what they might be inspired to break out because he does such... An amazing job. He just did the black uh, chrysanthemum. I forget how you pronounce that. Um, but that really touched me. The Funko Pop and the people over at Funko Pop, by the way, you know, the thing with Gecko, the reason I hope that it's inspiring to so many people is, again, just like all our dreams, sometimes life doesn't have any plans for you. Funko Pop had no plans for Gecko. Uh, Lucasfilm had no plans for Gecko. But that's what's been, I think, hopefully uh, so inspiring to my sons and also hopefully uh, the country in so many ways in that. You make yourself, you make plans or you have to generate yourself from the mailroom. And that's what we need to teach our kids in regards to stop saying, I mean, I'm Italian-American. I can certainly point the finger a million different ways. I think we all can in terms of the hardships that we've had to go through for our dreams and, and, and sometimes the struggle that, that is just not fair, but also trying to find a way. And, and uh, some of these corporations have been really uh, uh, giving me sort of an open ear in regards to the campaign and they paid attention and it means so much to me because I still would love to believe that the foundation of this country is based on meritocracy, hard work. Those who work the hardest, they deserve the gift. But uh, the Funko Pop uh, has been custom made probably by three different people and the Black Series as well. Uh, but again, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, we need you back on the show. We need a Black Series. We need this. I, I really just want to gracefully exit with a beautiful drink with everyone. And, and in that, at that point, it's just going to be up to Lucasfilm. I don't want to be sitting here at conventions, you know, uh, straggling around for five, six years, if this is all it is. 
I, I think that Gecko has a lot more resonance than just in terms of this entire arc of being a one uh, a one part movie, um, you know, with no sequel, and, and just I think having such a powerful message. Star Wars stories, I think they translate into life in so many ways. Empire Strikes Back, of course, the best in terms of mythology, the relationship between father and son, daughter and son. Um, but hopefully, uh, Gecko has that symbol of being uh, your own species, being somebody that is not popular, that is nobody, that has been given no name, that has been thrown to the wayside because you're uncredited, and finding a way to find out how special you are and to be confident. I hope, most importantly, it also inspires a lot of the younger generation who may be bullied, who might be teased because they're different, uh, to be able to still go out there and be proud with who you are. And and that is hopefully what uh, Gecko the Bounty Hunter will stand for in many, many years. Absolutely. Well said. You know, there's a lot of people that came to visit you and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say anything, but almost like baby Jesus giving you gifts, man. There, <laughs> there were action figures galore. There were things that uh, people made for you. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the uh, the gecko baby Yoda that was uh, delivered to you by uh, Charles and, and, and Pat from Conversations uh, up there in Florida. Um, amazing, amazing work. I, you know, the, the bust that you brought to Chicago that you had on the table was just an incredible, and who would forget, uh, gecko tattoos on their legs and backs, you know, I mean, holy crap. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman from uh, Chicago there, it was very emotional, uh, meet and greet with him. Um, you know, uh, it just really just so inspired by so many people, uh, again, who, I, I'd like to believe, you know, especially during the pandemic, it was sort of a dark time, but to almost be the Bob Hope of Star Wars, you know, I, was like, Dude, I showed up for the golf classic, you know, and, and really just like I said, keeping things light, especially for during the first summer to where uh, it was really intense there for a while where people didn't know where we were heading as a country. Um, so I think it meant a lot to me. But again, let's give it up for Disney and Lucasfilm. You know how strict they are. We pushed the envelope and said, you know what? And how, what a beautiful symbol of that. If the world's not going to create a story for me, we almost got it with Marvel, I'm going to create my own. And they allowed me to run with that. They said, do us a favor, just give that comic away for free. Um, but I thought, again, that was another great symbol that I hope that inspired so many Star Wars fans and so many people in general. And that sometimes, again, there's that beautiful movie uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio called uh, Wolf of Wall Street with Jordan Belfort. And at the end, he says, look, sell me this pen. And it's about being enthusiastic about who you are. And sometimes it just might start as a simple pen. But And I could have done that with Gecko. But we've had so many layers. And then people now, even like a writer's room, start adding to it with Baby Yoda's uh, versions of Gecko. Uh, you've got, again, the uh, the little big kid bricks where people want it for their Lego collection. Uh, you know, the thing that's frustrating is the sequel trilogy, I think they probably failed in terms of the their marketing um, as far as for extended characters. I don't think they realized how big of a hit Mandalorian would be, but hopefully they'll revisit that. You know how they have five-year anniversary, 10-year anniversary. We're now maybe for the Navarro uh, Cantina playset, we're going to maybe offer two or three of those uh, side character bounty hunters, and hopefully Gecko will land in there just due to all the uh, the fan support there. You know, you mentioned your, uh, let me put you in the big box here. You mentioned um, your your comic book. I want folks to to. Obviously, you know, it was available on your website. It still is. I I want no, no. Okay, so tell me what the process was with that comic book, because it's 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 beautiful. Thank you so much. Please hold on to it. Um, You know, uh, basically what happened was I started my tour in Hawaii uh, last year and I did so incredibly well. There was a line for three hours. Anyhow, I was about to head to Reno for May the 4th. And one guy, it's not really his fault. It's not like I, I blame him. He's from the 501st. And he was checking with Lucasfilm for permission, being that this was a fan-made comment and it was not official. Well, Lucasfilm got a hold of it, and that was the first time I got a little bit of a scare in terms of my own sort of rogue campaign to where Lucasfilm uh, told uh, the 501st and Mandalorian Mary, she said, hey, let's hang tight here for a second. We just need to talk to Dominic to figure out what's going on. So I emailed them. I said, look, I said, you know, I've just been an ambitious actor. I have obviously have a 20-year career. Uh, I believe in this character very much. I've been going around helping small business, et cetera. They were amazing. I could have had legal tell me, call me right away and shut me down. They said, just do us a favor. Sell your photo. Uh, you can sell a signed photo and just give the comic away. So that's what we did. And just to honor them, I gave the comic away. Um, but now with the license piece, that's all I wanted. So the comic is no longer in existence out of respect to Lucasfilm. It was just sort of a catalyst to be able to catapult Gecko to a place to where, you know, I, I wanted to show them, hey, look how unique 
this side character looks. Look at the beautiful work of Brian Seif, of the detail that he put in to me for two weeks. Uh, there were two and a half hour processes in the morning, an hour to take it off every day, and I could not have been more proud at the amount of detail. But with that being said, don't let this go to waste. Let him be the blue snaggletooth of Mandalorian. Let him be, you know, the Amanamon uh, in many ways uh, to where they do a limited release of a Hasbro figure. You know, I mean, the, the fans love that in terms of, you know, making it a hot commodity. Uh, but the comic, it's just a blessing. It's a compliment to Lucasfilm. They let me run with that tour. Um, <laughs> consequently, unfortunately, uh, I, I, when I got to Tampa, I was going on such a, a heavy cliff. I had to uh, cancel the tour. Uh, after that, I had about 10 more stops. It was just too much. Uh, over 12,000 miles last summer during the sweltering heat of the southeast. Much respect to everyone who works outdoors down in the southeast uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it, it really did me in. But from that point, I emailed PR and I said, look, I just want to say again, same thing, you know, gratitude. I, I just am grateful for this opportunity. I, I will no longer sit here and keep campaigning. Um, but that was at that point where you just got that little blessing to where I was on my last legs. Literally, I got so dizzy. I couldn't even drive home. I had a, a Star Wars uh, community member drive me home wow. um, where I got reached out after hustling to so many different companies, licensed companies, because I didn't want to do this off the books. I wanted to be I wanted him to have something licensed or official I can tour with to help Lucasfilm, to help promote the show in a legitimate way with with a, a Funko Pop or with, with whatever. And that's where Geeky Tiki's Beeline Creative reached out and they said, look, man, we really are impressed with what you did. Wow. Uh, the uh, Lucasfilm would love to have you, you know, flank uh, Greek Karga there. And I'll tell you, this is going to be a beautiful mur mural mug. I'm receiving it probably about three to four weeks and shipping it out to everyone who's already ordered, geckotiki.com, uh, for those who haven't or those who are interested. Um, but it's just, again, such a dream come true and just a compliment uh, to Tracy Kenobi over there at PR and Lu uh, at Lucasfilm, who really, I think, along with John, saw my passion, saw my enthusiasm, uh, saw my commitment to the brand and also my positivity with the fan base and also uh, small businesses, as well as a lot of charities we helped out. We helped out, Ro, you and I as well with Chicago, uh, with, I believe, a food kitchen there. Yes. Um, so I think they appreciated all that. But again, the comic is no more. Uh, and, and if I do have a few left over, it's just going to be uh, they'll just be given away and hopefully a very special collectible in many years to come. Absolutely. I think um, I, I think it definitely will be a collectible. It's it's something that uh, that people treasure. Um, dude, you mentioned some uh, some deep dives as far as uh, collectibles. And I know, you know, by now, everybody knows that you have been a Star Wars fan for a long time. But you're, you're talking about Blue Snaggletooth. You're talking about the stuff that us as collectors like really, really know. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, you were on uh, a show with us and we both popped out our Star Wars 8-track tape. <laughs> I mean, talk about collectibles. I mean... What have been some of your favorite pieces that you own? Uh, well, it really right now, you know, one of the ways that I also helped out small business along with giving them a percentage was when I was in Jacksonville, Illinois, Belleville, Illinois, um, I got my first Power of the Force loose figure of Barada. And I knew from that point on, as costly as it was going to be, I said, I'm not going to stop until I get all the final 17. So it's all original <laughs> 92 figures from 77 to 85. Forgive me if I'm off a number or not. Um, but as we speak, I have uh, one of our guys, our maintenance guys from my condo complex. He's actually putting together a 56-inch high. Uh, I posted it on Twitter, uh, I believe, I yesterday. Saw, yeah. uh, a custom shadow box frame that are, is going to be shelved. i got to figure out how to light it, but uh, that's going to be hopefully immortalized for the kids. Uh, but again, a huge collector. And, and also the reason I've been so passionate with Gecko is I feel, you know, and again, hopefully for anyone listening, why not me? Why not me? Even if I have a small opportunity, I'm in the mailroom of this corporation, why not be when, when, again, some of the most rare characters, how beautiful of a lesson that is from Star Wars, some of the most rare-looking characters in life end up becoming the most priceless. Uh, and, again, I think uh, anyone would – I didn't get too many haters, but I don't think anyone would turn away a mint condition, a monomon, or a mint condition, uh, a yak face uh, completely carded. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, Gecko will follow the same suit. Uh, I don't think there's anybody, in, even in the main cast, that has been this passionate – in terms of wanting to see uh, his merchandise as well as his storyline uh, flow along uh, to a certain extent. No disrespect, again, some of the lead actors in terms of their performances, absolutely. But as far as off the screen, as far as the passion uh, for the character, I think that a lot of the fan base really uh, clung to that and knew that I was a fan myself. Um, but yeah, hopefully, again, this is the next generation of those rare uh, collectibles, and hopefully it'll be a limited release at some point. 
Uh, but again, like I said, it's just out of my hands after uh, this summer. Uh, it's got to be up to Lucasfilm because I really don't want to be that guy that was that beautiful movie with Mickey Rourke, the wrestler, to where, you know, you're, you're kind of washed up and you're a has-been in a, at some, you know, empty New Jersey gymnasium uh, signing with wrestlers you grew up with who are on now on a million different medications. I, I just don't want to do that. I, I really I want to return to my career unless this character continues on, you know? Absolutely. So we put up the uh, website up uh, on screen. Um, we need uh, everybody in the chat. We need uh, 299 people to go and pre-order because that third, that 300th one is, is uh, it's got my name all over it. So just, just chill. All right. Chill. Yeah. But we put it up there and um, I'm looking at the pieces. I mean, you know, you, you texted me a while ago and it's, it's really beautiful. It's really nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny. They actually have a series of mural mugs. I actually put on my uh, Facebook story this morning, Instagram. I got the Hoth one as well. And I tell you, uh, you know, they're, they're so big and they're thick. It just goes perfectly with, say, an iced coffee with a little vanilla ice cream on top. Nice. Or a hot cocoa for the kids. They're nice and tall. Um, I, well, another woman, one other licensed piece that Gecko is featured in is, believe it or not, a book. There's a, a woman, uh, her name is... Uh, uh, Kimberly Bouchard, and she is the author of a book called Positively Disney. And it's a book uh, you can get on Amazon where they have Daniel Logan, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, uh, all different recipes that she's collected over the years, including Gecko's Blue Milk Cocktail. Oh, nice. uh, so we're also officially featured in that. That's a licensed uh, uh, book uh, from Disney. And, uh, you know, Blue Milk Cocktail with this new Mandalorian mug, I think it's going to be great uh, for everybody enjoying uh, the Kenobi series. How excited are we about that? <sighs> Absolutely. May May 25th can't come soon enough. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yes. Yes. Kenobi's Please. my man. Yeah, I, I, I'm not one of those toxic fans, but I'm just praying it's about <laughs> and praying it's about Vader. Is that too much to ask? No, I'm going to start a toxic fans. If you just want to see Ewan McGregor in the storyline <laughs> as the main arc, that's all. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Don't hate me. We it. hear you. We hear you. We hear you. <laughs> Listen, John Williams is composing it, so that's already a good sign for me. I, I just can't believe his energy. I always, even Jay Leno, I get so amazed with in terms of Jay Leno still does stand up on Sundays, but John Williams is still at the Hollywood 90. Bowl at 89 freaking years old. It's like 90, you just turned 90. I, I would, I would be having the sweetest tobacco on my porch mm -hmm. and just enjoying the grandkids, right. you know, but, but God bless him. What, what, I think he knows how important this character is. Yeah, I mean, and I think just that's what it is. Yes, he is too. He's a god. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you. Were, you mentioned earlier about some future projects that you have. Has yeah. this helped at all? Playing Gecko has it brought you a lot of attention? I uh, not so much a lot, but I think so. I, again, I'm not with you know. It's so funny because Hollywood. I don't mean to get you know uh, politically incorrect here, but they keep complaining about you know all the capitalists and stuff. But it really is a monopoly of agencies about. Uh, five to ten that pretty much run the town i'm with a mid-level agency um but disney plus there's a new show called chang can dunk it's gonna be a new movie and i play the phys ed teacher mr benavidi and i'd like to believe there was a connection in terms of being cast uh for that show that i filmed uh, last october um i also am going to be uh featured on the series premiere of a really cool new comedy uh called uh how we roll and that's going to be for cbs based on a true story of a Midwestern bowler who actually was bowling 250, 260 in the beer leagues, and he ended up going pro. So I, I play a really cool featured bit uh, of a character named Suede Wade. Just like dodgeball, you've got these <laughs> bowlers with uh, character. Uh, you know, so this is going to be a, every time, you know, you have your signature. Remember we used to play uh, those fun video games on PlayStation 2, like SSX. Um, he's got his own signature moves after he scores a strike. So uh, that should be really fun to watch. And then this fool, it's a great uh, Latino comedy coming to Yulu, and that's going to be this summer. I play Fred Armisen's bodyguard. The hardest challenge of my life and my career is keeping a straight face around <laughs> Fred Armisen. I, 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 this is going to be about five minutes. Don't even watch for me, but watch it for Michael Imperioli and Fred Armisen. They're absolutely amazing. Um, so we'll be featured on that coming up as well. And then starring in a film down in Miami. Hope to see you, Chantel. It's going to be uh, called Deceived. Yay. And that's going to be uh, filming in June. Really good script uh, with a awesome. starring role there. Oh, very nice. Very nice. We will definitely look for you everywhere there. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we've seen you in kind of like independent films. We've seen you on uh, on The Mandalorian. Um, what's what's your feeling? Can you describe like the, the, the major differences, like what you feel when you're on the set uh, of a Star Wars 
versus you know something independent, something more intimate. Um, are the feelings the same, or do you still have that? Uh, I mean, are the feelings different, or do you still have that energy that kind of goes uh, through your veins? I guess the best comparison might be for an athlete to where maybe you're a fan of the Yankees when you're a kid. So not only are you enjoying the artistic process of uh, performing as a player, but at the same time, you're taking it in as a fan, being out in center field where Mickey Mantle used to stand. Um, so I, I kind of have that in, in that example as, as an actor and as a performer, even with second team, in that I love the art itself, but I have never turned down work because I genuinely enjoy being on set. I genuinely enjoy the process, but I am also genuinely a Star Wars fan. And again, uh, as we've said in many uh, interviews, uh, to be a, my first uh, playset was a cantina playset, and to walk in and to see to my left George Lucas talking with Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau over the history of Mandalorians, um, and to be have three people on me with makeup and also costumes uh, while I'm getting situated with again remembering having Hammerhead and Greedo in my hands, and hopefully again being that next sort of a uh, cantina alien character. Uh, was just beyond words. It had nothing to do with uh, my passion for the art, um, my level of uh, performance in terms of my success uh, with my independent films and also with guest starring roles. Um, I, I just turned into a kid again and just a, a true fan of John and Dave and also uh, George Lucas. And I think even say somebody in John Williams, um, you know, uh, uh, orchestra pit, you know, you can be uh, uh, truly devoted to your art, but at the same time, just sit there in awe at the fact that John Williams is conducting you. Amazing. Yeah. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so you are starting. Are you, uh, you said you're not going to do the uh, the whole kind of like national tour, but you're going to hit a couple of spots. Um, has that started yet? You know, it's so funny. You say it has not started yet, but it's actually turning into a lot more than a few spots. There's a really cool bar in Las Vegas called the Millennium Fandom. They actually want to see if I can cosplay on April 30th before May 4th and also sell the Tiki mug. We got May 4th. We had such a great stop up there in Reno at Coffee and Comics. There's a Central California place called DJ's Collectible for May 7th. On April 8th, uh, uh, Oklahoma City is flying me out to a smaller convention. Uh, so many great friends in Dallas and Houston. They're flying me out on June 17th for Fan Expo. Uh, there's going to be a party at a tiki bar that night in Dallas. So I'll be uh, uh, bringing out a couple of cases uh, uh, of the tiki mugs uh, over in Dallas and also driving down to Houston with an amazing 501st friend, Jaime Ramos. Uh, we also have singing. We're singing the national anthem and the Canadian national anthem, which I'm actually afraid uh, now to sing because obviously so much controversy with our friends uh, up in the north. Um, but Major League Baseball has invited me on Star Wars night to sing the national anthem at Tampa, uh, Tampa Rays against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, just hopefully the water's calm with their country. Um, and then uh, we're going to head over to Orlando after that. I'm renting a car uh, for a tiki event over on uh, May 15th, as long as the baseball players do not strike. Um, but yes, July is going to be Boston, New York, New Jersey, Long Island, Baltimore. Um, and then we're going to be flying over to Chicago for the Scary Con. Uh, and Bill Murray, I mean, the, the family of Bill Murray and Murray's Caddyshack and Rosemont. <laughs> and then we've got it uh, sponsored by Nascimento, I believe, is the name of the tequila company. Uh, then I'm just a quick fly over to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then we, uh, we dust off our hands and say thank you to everybody on July 24th. And hopefully that will be the 300th. Uh, I keep bugs old, and I could say thank you to everybody. And uh, who knows? I don't know. We'll uh, we'll start to, we'll start campaigning for a Marvel character or something. Who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that'd speaking of that, that'd be crazy. Like, so you just mentioned Marvel. Like, who? What type of character would you like to be in in a Marvel movie? You know, it's a funny story. Actually, six or seven years ago, if you campaign, uh, if you Google Dominic Case Lex Luthor, I know he's not, <laughs> but he's DC. Um, it was before Kevin, it was after Kevin Spacey was done with the role and they did not cast the new Superman yet. And, uh, it was like a toss between Joe Maganello, this and that. I threw my hat into the ring and it, it, there was this momentum amongst some of the websites, uh, to where my name was getting tossed around with everybody else. It never came to fruition. Of course, as a matter of fact, they didn't have Lex in that, that Superman that came out and then it became, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, but I always thought I would be, make a really powerful, uh, imposing Lex, uh, but that would be it. it would be uh, Lex Luthor, of course, uh, someday. Who knows? That would be cool. I can see it. I can totally mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. 
Gosh, when are you planning on sleeping? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. You run through those geez. dates. You run through those locations like crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back to independent film, to be honest. I, I really had a great experience with Anonymous Killers, uh, the most recent one. Of course, years before was Midnight Man. Uh, some really nice guest stars over the years. Most recently was 911 on Fox. Uh, we've had also a Deputy on Fox and NCIS Los Angeles before the pandemic. Uh, there's another one with Jason Patrick. I've got a strong supporting role in a movie called Bonded uh, that should hopefully be out for Netflix a little bit later this year. Uh, so a lot of good things in the works. Um, you know, I just creatively, I just love to bounce around. Um, but I just wanted to end this, you know, again, same lessons to my sons, same lesson to everybody. You finish what you started. And this Tiki campaign is going to be a great way to end off. I mean, uh, you couldn't ask for anything better than having a cocktail to end off your. your... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What do your sons think about all of this? You know, I, I, they're sort of, you know, they're, they're getting uh, two people talking in their ears because they have a lot of uh, the educators. You know, I, I come from the 80s and I hate to be an old grumpy old man, dad or from Gen X or baby boomer kind of inspired. Um, but it really is that that understanding where, uh, you know, I'm trying to get through to them that, you know, not everybody is going to deserve. I can't tell you how proud I am to have worked uh, with such a diverse uh, group of people. When One of my survival jobs was uh, the restaurant industry about uh, 10 years ago. Um, but the reason that diversity existed was because meritocracy took the lead. And the one thing for them is that they are inspired by what I'm saying, but also they're hearing a lot of other things in regards to the words, these beautiful words of inclusion and diversity and equity. Um, but my thing is just a little slight issue with how that's presented in regards to us all coming together as equals through the word meritocracy, as opposed to I'm just owed something because I'm Italian-American male. Um, so I mean that in the most respectful way. Um, but they are very much inspired. It's just they are getting uh, the one thing that I teach my kids, uh, even to disagree with me, is I show them all sides of uh, social issues and I show them all sides of the uh, political spectrum as well. And I want them to be able to make their own decision. But they are very inspired. Uh, but I also appreciate that they listen to other views as well. Very well-rounded kids. And um, obviously, uh, we, we met uh, we, we met him in Chicago. We met uh, one of your sons in Chicago. And, it, and uh, yeah, Dante, unfortunately, uh, had to leave the day before we did Chicago this year. But uh, great kids. And I hope to bring him back to that great city. I couldn't believe that riverboat cruise. That is I, it was more <laughs> than what I was expecting. I had no idea the depths of the rivers of Chicago. I thought oh, it was yeah. a little quick loop around the, uh, the Chicago loop, and then that was it. it. It was absolutely amazing, not to mention the histor uh, historic tour of that town, uh, not to mention the museums as well, which are absolutely amazing. What did you take away from our river tour? Um, it was, uh, what was it? The, uh, well, it was a lot of the work was actually done back in the 1930s in regards to, um, you know, the, the shipping barges that came down, uh, you know, that came up and down the river. Um, so it was just one of them where it was a major catalog. I don't know if it was Sears uh, or if it was, yeah, it must have been Sears Roebuck uh, to where that was able to uh, transfer from the barges uh, out to all the trains all the way going back to the 1920s to sell everything. That was kind of the uh, the Amazon of the 1920s there. So that more or less is what I took from it there. Um, but also the architecture was absolutely gorgeous uh, going up and down through those rivers. You know, it's just amazing when you see Chicago and also Pittsburgh the amount of detail and care that they put into the architecture, Carnegie uh, inspired and also Frank Lloyd Wright, et cetera. Uh, just absolutely amazing there when you see those towns. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to go to Lower Wacker Drive and uh, sit in the middle of the street and yell out, Rachel! <laughs> no. I, From Batman? I, I did the Art Institute <laughs> of Chicago, and I did my, uh, my Cameron pose there in front of Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, one of our favorite films and one of uh, Chicago's amazing sons, John Hughes. Uh, again, such a, a fan uh, growing up in the 80s with that. Uh, but the uh, Art Institute of Chicago is absolutely amazing, especially when they have everything broken up from modern uh, to our uh, past uh, history there in America and also uh, throughout the world. Beautiful uh, uh, museum if anyone gets a chance to go to it there. Are you planning on hitting any other uh, spots uh, in Chicago this summer uh, that you didn't get to last time? Um, we've got a quick little stop over there, but I'm, uh, New York, I just finished a book on presidents and I believe it's called Sagamore Hill. Uh, it's Teddy Roosevelt's uh, old residence. Uh, I would like to check that out. And then also I did the Lewis and Clark journey, uh, last year, uh, from the starting point, uh, to last Christmas, I did their finishing point up in Astoria, Oregon, our, our backyard for the Goonies there. Um, I, they have the original 
Lewis and Clark Journal, uh, at least excerpts of it in Philadelphia. And that's one spot that I'd like to hit uh, along the tour this year. Uh, John Adams uh, Grave, uh, also over in uh, Quincy, Mass. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, obviously uh, this area has a lot of history um, and it's uh, really great to envelop yourself in, in, in some of the sites and uh, especially during the summer. It's really freaking cold right now in Chicago. So uh, I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad we're uh, waiting a couple months there. We're going to do July. That's good. <laughs> so much fun. I already looked at the uh, menu there and oh my God. I mean, it looks absolutely amazing and uh, really appreciate everyone's support for coming out. I know it's a little out of the ways. Uh, from uh, those that are local in Chicago, but uh, appreciate everyone's support that day. And again, we'll have a few of the Tiki mugs on sale as well as uh, a lot of fun with this tequila line uh, and also some great food and uh, great friends. And uh, let's remind folks uh, that date is uh, July 23rd. Yep. Yes. July July 23rd. (laughs) I think we're looking from about 2 to 7 p.m., however late it goes. Uh, July 23rd, that's going to be a Saturday. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys will come out. If you're in the Chicago area, Wisconsin area, uh, come out. I just want to shake everyone's hand. It's not going to be a big signing. Uh, just again, I may have a few, uh, Kiki mugs. I may want to dump off there and such, but other than that, it's more about just everyone getting their drink on and just, uh, I think just a round of applause for everyone. Uh, all, you know, I hope that Gecko is not just my journey. I hope it's a journey for so many people to where, again, they started out with absolutely nothing but made no excuses and, and, and made the best with what they had. So I just want to celebrate that. And I think it's part of the, an integral part of the American spirit and hopefully something that continues uh, for many years to come in our country there. Absolutely. Megan had the question. So Dominic is going to be at ScarefCon. Absolutely. Just like last year, we're going to have fun. We're going to uh, chill out. We're going to uh, do some live shows right in there just to kind of, you know, chat and uh, have some fun with uh, the Tiki, the Tiki, the, I was going to say the Tiki dolls, <laughs> tiki room. the Tiki room. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, uh, I spoke to Mike at the restaurant and he is all gung ho. Um, there's one point in time that he wanted me to make a huge sign that said uh, Star Wars Creature Cantina and cover the Bill Murray sign on the outside. Wow. I'm like, I, th- I think we can get in trouble for that, but that it's great that you have that enthusiasm. So he's, he's going to have some special drinks, some yeah. special Star Wars uh, menu items that are going to be fantastic. We got some contests going. We've got, uh, we're going to be, you know, doing some live interviews and some red carpet events that are going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, we're planning on having the 501st, uh, you know, Stormtroopers and Darth Vader walking to and fro. That's going to be a lot of fun. I have also invited uh, my uh, local Chicago artist friend, John um, uh, uh, Rodriguez, uh, who is a a fantastic artist. And uh, we had given away, and Tina, I still have... I still have your print that I have to roll up carefully and, and mail to you, but uh, some really wonderful art. We're having our own like artist alley, just like C2E2, just like San Diego Comic-Con. So that's going to be a lot of fun and uh, a contest that's tied to the tequila and the artist, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We've already got some people lined up to come to Chicago uh, from uh, our little network here of uh, content creators. So it's, it's going to be amazing. I think uh, each year gets bigger and bigger. And Dominic, I thank you for uh, letting us piggyback off of uh, your stop. <laughs> It is, uh, it's just fantastic, man. Absolutely. No, really can't wait for it. And, uh, looking forward to it. And again, just free selfies with everyone and, uh, mm-hmm. anyone wanting any, wants any autographs. The only thing, like I said, I'm charging is just, uh, the Tiki mug. But other than that, this is just a, a way to wrap it up and say thank you to everybody and just have a great time. Absolutely. We got one last question before we let you go. I know you're busy with family. Uh, Dave, uh, our friend Dave says, how did Dom get the gecko role and did you have to audition? What's the, 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 uh, the cliff notes on that? Yeah, I, it's an old story where, again, I take every job. I did have pr- previous prosthetic experience. I doubled Frankenstein and Van Helsing with uh, Schuler Hensley. Uh, I was also on Bright with Will Smith. Uh, I was also in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I played one of the Cree. Um, having prosthetic experience is not an amazing talent, but it is a talent in that you need to be patient. You cannot be claustrophobic. Um, I am not only with my agent, I'm with my manager, but at the same time, I do not rule out even secondary casting companies. This was straight out of Central Casting, where it was a code name. Uh, they wanted me to do a simple makeup test. And uh, I gave my card to an amazing, legendary makeup artist by the name of Brian Sype. After a six-hour makeup test, I was very patient in the chair. Uh, I was not told what the project was, but I obviously told them, please 
Look at me up at IMDb. I would love to do like a regular time gig, even if it's a second team thing. I was thinking something more along the lines of a, another Marvel show for Netflix, um, but it ended up becoming a dream come true. But that's how uh, that happened. Um, but again, if you go on my IMDb, I mean, just uh, all different levels of roles. Uh, I've been a blue collar actor to where I don't turn uh, roles down. Uh, I'm here for any opportunity and just have always stayed very humble in regards to that. And by staying humble, uh, sometimes uh, great little dreams come true. Wonderful, wonderful story and uh, great lessons, great life lessons for not only, you know, kids, but adults, too. I think, uh, you know, humility is uh, sometimes a lost art, but I think it's something that we all need to kind of get back to and really appreciate life and appreciate each other. So Mm -hmm. that is uh, thank you so much for that, Dominic. Thank you. And what a beautiful equation that gecko. uh, There is no other way because it would not have existed almost like a yin and a yang. Uh, without uh, uh, the help of everyone. So really uh, grateful for everyone's attention and support. And uh, I, uh, you mentioned Brian Sipe, uh, everybody in the chat. I hope you guys stay tuned uh, next week on Scarif Live, next Saturday. I think we're going to go uh, an hour later at 8 p.m. Central, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, I think it is. People make fun of me because I can't math. But um, What time your time? Uh, eight o'clock my time. All right, so nine o'clock my time. So yes, yeah. you're correct. But um, <laughs> we're, we're planning on having Brian Sipe uh, join us. We're going to talk about uh, his work on The Mandalorian and his work on Bo- uh, Book of Boba Fett. So that would be uh, really great uh, for folks to kind of chime in and see uh, see what the process is. And we'll ask him how if if you were really good in that makeup chair. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and not only him, but also a compliment to his entire team. Uh, who worked tirelessly uh, those mornings, even again, uh, just as such a compliment to Mandalorian in terms of attention to detail of uh, the amount of work they put in the other uh, 25 bounty hunters, including myself. You know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, they, they watch these movies and, and shows and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not like you, you know, you don't have like an eight hour shift where you start at, at 10 a.m. And then you're already, whoo-hoo, I'm, I'm made up. How, how long did you say that the makeup uh, and prosthetics to take you to get uh, into Gecko? Uh, two hours and then you're in it for 15 hours. So, again, it's not <sighs> the great talent to not be claustrophobic but you cannot be claustrophobic. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll give more of a compliment to the tra- people, the kid, the guys who played uh, the Trandoshans in the uh, cantina. I don't know if they perfected that mask a little bit better now with Book of Boba, as we did see them, uh, but that is extremely claustrophobic, and they are, can only get out of it at limited times to drink. Um, but uh, much respect to those Trandoshans even more uh, than my situation, where at least I had my eyes and my, uh, my nose and mouth free once I took my mask off. Wow. And, uh, yeah, uh, really, uh, really interesting process there. Absolutely. Yeah. Dominic, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know, uh, like I said, you are a super, super busy man, and we uh, appreciate your time. Everybody in the chat, I put up geckotiki.com up there on the screen. Please make sure you check out the tiki. Uh, They are so beautiful. Really, really nice. Um, I know what I'm going to do. I might order up another one because I got a friend that uh, was asking me about it. Uh, Very, very nice. Uh, Just so you know, I'm receiving them probably in about three to four weeks, and I will ship them out ASAP as they're coming directly to me. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But uh, really nice piece. Congratulations to you, my friend, and uh, we will see you in Chicago soon. But keep up the great work. Keep up uh, your uh, goodwill because uh, it uh, pays off in the end, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And best to all your listeners. And can't wait to see everybody this summer for a nice uh, blue milk cocktail. <laughs> Absolutely. With a little a And little hopefully tequila. I'll be able to talk to you this time. I feel so bad <laughs> I didn't get to talk to you last year, like at all. And well, we're, we're going to make a point for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Dom. We'll see you. Thanks, ya. Dominic. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Very, very nice. I know it. It just came up, but uh, very nice. Uh, our best. friend Dominic is uh, really great, mm-hmm. and you know the tiki. The the I keep saying tiki dolls. What the hell? I don't know. Where's your mind at? I just like all the charity he does. By the way, that the, that's my favorite part. Cause I'm so yeah. big on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say after talking with Dominic. He's just such I want a his wonderful. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, you know, again, you know, we've been um, using that image that you have behind you of Dominic um, and uh, the artwork that was created by um, our friend Aubrey Eden Dukes. Uh, she's a wonderful artist. Uh, Dominic uh, used her to create the uh, image that everybody has been using on all the podcasts and 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 uh, promotional material when they talk to Dominic. And I just want to make sure that folks know that uh, it, it, it's the work of Aubrey Eden Dukes. Uh, check her out. She's, a, you know, I think uh, she's all over the place. So just look her up. She's got some fantastic artwork. And um, I, I don't know. I really love art, man. Me too. Me too. Wow. All right. Uh, big thanks to Dominic uh, tonight. And uh, I know uh, in a little while I'll be uh, hanging over at uh, the uh, Dork Wars. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Book of Boba Fett, I think. But uh, don't uh, don't log off Twitter just yet. Uh, we're going to be uh, we're still going to be going tonight. So thank you very much. Um, anything else in the chat? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, our wonderful patrons uh, who help uh, create all this wonderful content for the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, I hope uh, we uh, join Brad uh, next time. What's going on over there? Oh, We're talking about the Tiki Room and the, the Dole Whip. <laughs> Disney's yeah. Dole Whip, which is delicious. That's funny. And earlier they were talking about my uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. But it's only because I can't wait for this summer. It's, uh, you know, I don't want it to come too fast because, you know, time... And all that stuff, but uh, <laughs> look, Adam, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Yes, I am, Adam, and you'll like it. Oh, <sighs> oh man! So that was a great conversation with Dominic, really and uh, you know, as we get more details about ScarifCon, uh, just you know, save that date, July 23rd, uh, Rosemont, Illinois, at the Murray Brothers um, restaurant. Uh, Dominic just. Uh, sent me a message let's see what what it says but i'll I'll check it later um all right shanti you are awesome thank you so much oh, for uh <laughs> hanging out with us of course and um everybody in the chat you guys were wonderful um again gecko tiki.com go get your your tiki and bring it to chicago fill it with tequila or some other stuff <laughs> oh boy it's big so if you're going to fill it with That's tequila, she said. <laughs> that you went there <laughs> was my fault. That is your fault. All right, guys. Uh, again, next week, we got another scare of live with some surprises. Love you all. Shanti, take us out. That's the scuttlebutt. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.